0: This podcast is sponsored by Nonprofit Professional Performance 360 Magazine. Hi, this is Paul Lemberg, and I want to welcome you to Orchestrating Success with Hubeloo. This podcast is all about ways to redefine leadership as a pathway to increasing your business or nonprofit income. Now, here's Hugh with today's session. Greetings, this is Hugh Ballou, podcast number 99. This one is on the series of reverse polarities. Today, we're gonna talk about the difference between controlling and collaborating, number 99. Love to have you comment on my ideas, my thoughts, my theories my leadership strategies go to hubaloo podcast.com hubaloo podcast.com and make a comment it's a two-way conversation so let's go on with this 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 controlling that we think we must do as leaders we must control everything rather than open up a collaboration one of the biggest traps I experience with my clients is is that leadership is a term that's not universally understood and that leaders don't really know how to lead. We have been taught that leaders must have all the answers and know what to do. That paradigm sets us up for problems. No one person knows every right answer or every right tactic. We have teams and those team members are people who fill in our gaps. We have skills and gaps. A good leader finds team members to fill in the gaps. The trick is to know how to create and sustain a collaborative culture. In my world, this defines the transformational leader. In order to define the culture, it's important to define ourselves as leaders and note how we function. There are two lists below for comparing controlling leaders and collaborative leaders. The controlling leader uses power of position. The controlling leader keeps control of information. The controlling leader is top-down for decision-making. The controlling leader is always right. The controlling leader dictates. The controlling leader solves problems at the executive level and informs others. The controlling leader creates silos of independent work. The controlling leader depends on a rules-based culture for limiting activities. The controlling leader attacks and blames people. The controlling leader uses the annual evaluation to criticize Let's turn that around. The collaborating leader. Here's the list. The collaborating, the collaborating leader uses power of influence. The collaborating leader shares information openly with the team. The collaborating leader co-creates decisions with others. The collaborating leader ensures that others are right. The collaborating leader listens to input. The collaborating leader uses collective wisdom of the team in problem solving, creates a process for problem solving with the team. The collaborating leader allows and promotes independent and interdependent work. The collaborating leader promotes a principles-based culture for expanding effective cooperation. The collaborating leader addresses the facts and issues directly. The collaborating leader creates ongoing evaluations with opportunities for coaching and mentoring. The principles and behavior of the leader define the culture and set the standard for the team. Here are some positive steps in creating a collaborative culture. Number one, claim your leadership style. If you claim transformational leadership, click on the link so you can see the definition of it, and look at previous podcasts. I think number one gives you the stage. If you claim transformational leadership as your style of leadership, then your work is to create and empower leaders on teams and to create a culture of high performance. This means learning how the behavior of the leader impacts the behavior of the culture. Number two, create collaborative leadership systems. Be good at defining the vision, the goals and specific outcomes over time. Be specific create the goal, and then create the action plan with the team. You still get to modify and approve it. If the team collaborates on creating the action plan, then they own it, and they will create an accountability process within the team as peer-to-peer accountability. Number three, establish an evaluation process. Create the action plan with the team, with tasks the responsible person, and the deadline. Set up weekly team sessions as flash meetings. They don't need to take a lot of time. And in in these flash meetings, you check on the week's deliverables and define the next week's deliverables. This is your opportunity to coach members of the team and to, to find where individuals need extra coaching from you. Number four, ask for input. Effective leaders ask good questions and listen carefully to the responses. This does not give away the power of decisions or define weakness in leadership. This defines strength in leadership. Number five, hire a leadership coach. I do this myself. I provide the service for others. In order to function at a high level, I have coaches who challenge me. I hold myself accountable by committing to others and creating collaborative action plans. I continue to work on myself and grow skills in my growing awareness of myself. Leaders change the behavior of others in any group by changing themselves. Organizational transformation begins with the leader. In music, the conductor knows that the orchestra of the choir is a reflection of their leadership. So we constantly work on ourselves, work on our communications, work on our skills. This is Hugh Ballou, Podcast 99. It's another reframing. I'm always looking for ways to reframe my thinking. How about you? Hope this is helpful. I'll see you on the next session. Thanks for listening today to the Orchestrating Success podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to stay focused on ways to redefine leadership and increase your profit.